All right. Uh, so what's going on? Christiana? Nothing, nothing much. Nothing much, Jew. How are you? I'm tired. I'm tired. Not tired as I've been, but I'm, I'm still a little, uh, I'm still a little, uh, I'm good. I, I would say I'm good because I got some good sleep. But these last, you know, this whole week I've been exhausted. And so, you know, when you don't get enough sleep, it catch up with you and it caught up with me. And so I'm good now. Um, but, you know, we we tried to record a few days ago and I had my issues. You had yours. So, but it worked out. Yeah. Um, it did work out. So, um yeah, people, get your rest. It's very important. Now, of course, Friday, uh, at least here in uh, in I and where I'm at, my kids go to school in, in Keithville. They get out of school on Friday. Is your daughter already out, or does she is she getting out next week? Um, she get out this week. It's it's kind of half day, half day. Not really all day. Um, they have like exams and stuff. Being a sixth grader now, she has to actually like take tests and. You know, all this stuff, but, um, yeah, they have two half days coming up, so I'll pretty much wake her up to go to school, and she'll be knocking at the door a couple of hours later. Okay, how far is her school from your house? It's like a 20, 25-minute drive. Okay, so she wouldn't walk home, huh? Mm-mm. She did in elementary, but not in middle. So, okay. yeah, it's a little bit of a drive. She rides the bus, so this is exciting for her to be on the bus. Now she doesn't like it because people talk too much, they're loud, so she's like, I don't like I knew you wouldn't go like it. I did it. I hated the bus. Well, my kids like the bus. They like riding the bus. And I used to like riding the bus because I used to sleep on the bus. I used to sit right, yeah, I didn't sit in the back. I sat right behind the driver because he knew what we knew when I was getting off. And he woke me up when it was at my stop. So I liked the bus. But then I start, you know, riding with I don't think I rode the bus in high school because I had friends with cars by that time. But anyway, so, um, of course, we know kids are out of school, so we do know that Christmas is uh, pretty much a week away. Um, And so, let me ask you a question. Are you done with your Christmas shopping? I just picked up the last package today. Mm. Have I wrapped anything? No. (laughs) See, I've been, my my stuff wrapped. My unwrapped. Well, um, yes, indeed. I fin- I picked up the last thing on. Um, let me see. It was either Friday, maybe Friday, I think, or Monday. Monday or Friday, I picked up the last thing. Um, you paid to do your rapping, Sis Hampton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, you did not rap. <laughs> I ain't rap nothing. You hear me? She mm-hmm. rap. But I still got to get some stuff for some, like, adults who, um, like, gave my kids stuff. So I'm, I got to find. I saw something I want to get. I hope it's not sold out. I got to go to Sam's and pick up some stuff, something I saw that was, it was cheap. It was like six bucks, but it, it looks official. So I'm going to get that, a couple of those, and um, prepare. Now, for Christmas, are you cooking? What you doing as far as, as that goes? Well, the parentals will be here, um, and I am hosting Christmas this year. Okay. Very safe hosting of Christmas, not a big group. You know, I've asked those very important questions about people's statuses, stuff like that. Right. Um, But it's going to be small, hopefully, but I am going to buy the food. I will not 
be cooking anything. Well, who does that I'm anymore? Be the supplier of the food. Gotcha. Your god baby cooks, so that's her thing. Okay, 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 okay. So she will be home. She's home now. School. Oh. They finished last week. Um, she finished her first or second, her first semester of her sophomore year. So. Okay. okay. Well, that's awesome. So you know me, I be on. I'm on social media, and I I kind of I kind of hunt social media and try to, you know, find different things that people are talking about and things that people you know, discuss, you know, they have their questions and this and that. Um, and I, and I kind of came up with one myself and it, you know, I wrote a post about it. Um, and I didn't really have a muse for it. I just kind of, um, came up with it. Um, and so I was, you know, it's something that we talked about. It's probably one of our first podcasts, you know, when we was doing podcasts over the phone. You remember them days? Oh, yeah. Um, but there was some good days, but, you know, it was very unreliable. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, we talked about cheating. Now, you know, of course, that at, at that point, we had a very uh, detailed list of different, you know, different ways to cheat and, and you know, we went into a, a psychological and, and mental portion of it, but we're just going to talk about um, cheating is real. Um, nobody's safe. And you can feel as though you are being like you got somebody who's below, quote unquote, below you or what you believe you deserve, and they will cheat on you with the quickness. What you think about that, Chris? When you say below, you mean like people who... You know how a person who, who thinks of themselves as a dime and, and do the nickel. Right. They will uh, be faster I, than somebody who is a matching dime. Factual. Because they feel like if they could pull you, let me see how many other people I can pull. And you know what, though? Since they pulled you, more eyes going to be Yeah, on they them. are a hotter commodity. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't see that because, and this is the thing, like sometimes, I don't know. It's like, okay, so I'm not a very, I'm not a jealous person, right? Um, and some people feel as though, or some people have thought as though because I'm not the jealous type and I don't question much that I must be doing something. You know, it's kind of like gaslighting though, right? Because and even though they may not be doing anything, but people people feel as though because you don't fight for their honor, because you don't act stupid when somebody, you know, not st- not necessarily step out of line, but when somebody is trying to talk to them and you don't act stupid, they feel as though, well, he must got something going on because this ain't affecting him. But you got to understand, I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? It's me and Sue in a relationship. Me, Sue, and Earl ain't in this relationship. So, you know... Put him in his place. If he get disrespectful, then I have to put him in his place. But that's but, the thing. You honestly, what people don't realize, and I think a lot of women and men don't realize, is sometimes some things that you allow the opposite sex to do or say to you is opening the door for more disrespect. So if the guy at work 
you know, say something slick or be flirting. And I just be like, ha ha ha, that's cute. But I got a whole dude. Like you have to require people to respect your relationship because when you lollygag and he he ha with them, they're going to assume that you're not taking your relationship serious and it's okay to have that kind of attitude towards your relationship. And then they're going to try to start sliding in when your dude make you mad and you come to work with a little attitude because y'all got into it the morning before you got to work. Then he going to start sliding in and saying sweet nothings and then you're going to look up and you're in an emotional affair. Right. So it's like if somebody is, is not respecting your relationship, you got to actually make sure you're not a part of the reason why they're not respecting it. Hmm. I dig it. I definitely dig it. But I think, uh, me personally, when I was in a relationship, a lot of times it really wasn't me. But, uh, you know, say, for instance, you're in a relationship and y'all work together. And, you know, people don't know that y'all together. And so they say stuff around this person. Is that something that I need to address if I'm not even taking part in it? Like, if I don't know. Like, I remember uh, when I was working uh, in a grocery store and the person I was talking to, a girl, a, a female was in her line. She say she was with her, like, mom or something. She was, she was like, uh, her mom was, like, probably about in her 60s or so. She was probably, like, in her 30s at the time. She was like, I'm going to go get in Joe face real quick. My, my, my chicks heard her say that and felt some kind of way. Now, is that something that I should have, like, I should have approached it and, and, like, said something, look, my, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, should I have done something at that point? Yes. Yes. Or if you came and got in your face, it should have been a, man, chill out. You know, I got a whole girlfriend. Don't do that. That's not cute. Because it's more or less like we're wanting you guys to. But you know what? She didn't really. I don't think she even got in my face. I think she told her mama's that she walked over to me, but I didn't know she said that. Right. So later that night at home, uh, that's when she was like, uh, that girl was, she, you know, she told me what the girl said. And so I was like, but the girl never came to me, but I guess she was, I guess she was going to come to me, but then she kind of. I don't know, got sidetracked or, or whatever happened, but um, she never came to where I was. But a lot of times, like when people don't know you together, right? They don't know what conversations to have around you and which not. That's true. And so, but the thing too is that even in that moment, you didn't do anything. I would have taken my taking time outside of that moment if there's someone that I knew or saw frequently, and just said, "Hey, you know what." Just make, you know, don't chill out. I'm in a relationship. So make sure that you don't be, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But if it's somebody that's random and they just saying it just to be funny or it may be. I, I, I think that might have been it. But, you know, I hadn't, like, she was somebody who I used to, like, uh, I ain't do nothing. I ain't never done nothing with her, but we used to be kind of, like, flirtatious toward. But that was years ago. Um, and I hadn't really seen her in a while. And she kind of, and she hadn't seen me. So I guess that's why she, you know, said what she said. Yeah. I guess kitchen, but there's been times um, where it was people who I used to talk to or I used to like like on or whatever, and I would see them years later and I see them in the store and I'd be like, All right, okay now and they'd be like, Man, I'm a whole I'm a whole husband now and I'd be like, Oh my bad dog, you know, and move on. But they stopped me in my tracks. 
And then it's some that'll be like, I ain't gonna give me your number. Boy, they'll see me somewhere. And then two or three days later, I got a you know, DM and it's like, hey, what's going on? You know, I saw you on the story. You was fly. And I look at their page and they got a whole wife and happy anniversary with my love. And I'm like, uh. <coughs> That's funny. Happy anniversary, my love. Thanks, <laughs> like, sir. Get out my DM before this female think that, you know, I'm introducing, you know, I'm encouraging your behavior. Like, I don't think that that's, but I feel like that sometimes dudes don't say what needs to be said because they be trying not to hurt the female feelings. But sometimes you got to hurt our feelings in order to re- I show respect to the person that you're with. Right. Because cheating starts because something is not stopped. Because flirting is going to happen. You're going to see it. You're gonna, I don't care what people say. You're going to be attracted to the opposite sex. You are. You're going to see, you're going to be in a relationship and see somebody that look fine. If you don't and you say you don't, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Stop lying. So you're going to see somebody that's attractive. You're going to be like, oh, he cute. But because you got love and respect for the person you with, you're going to just see that person and keep it pushing. But then when you start striking up a conversation, I just want to let you know you look good in them heels today, boo. I like that dress you wore to work today. Like, you start that, and then it just leads to, oh, we eat lunch together. Oh, I bought you your favorite drink. Oh, I bought you some cookies. No. When I got cheated on, I had females buying my brand new baby clothes Mm -hmm. and was sleeping with my dude. Huh? Yeah. Now I've had, um, but see, you know what? It's not too many of the relationships that I've been in that I would categorize as me being in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, like even like my, my kid's mom, I was never actually in a relationship with her. Like we, we really just kind of, but do y'all, okay. Now this going to kind of get off what we're talking about a little bit. When y'all say that, were both parties agreeing that it wasn't a relationship? Or is it possible that one felt that they was in a, in something or they were your person? I think that if we're in a relationship, it needs to be verbally like discussed. So you don't believe needs- in the what's understood don't need to be explained? You feel like it's like yeah. a line that's bull? That's bull, bro. You got to tell me. But if I'm seeing you every day, we spend the night, we hanging out, we going to lunch, we eating dinner, you know, we talking on the phone all the time. It still needs to be explained. It's co that's coworker, uh that's coworker activity, bro. I see coworkers every day. I eat lunch in the same vicinity as them every day. So you believe that a female so so cause I've always been told and I've always heard other females say that a dude the dudes get frustrated when females be like well, so what are we? So what are we doing here? Like, what's what's next? What's happening here? They get irritated because dudes be like, "Well, I'm here, ain't I? Like, I'm right here." Nah, that you know the people, the dudes that get mad when that's asked, are dudes that that's trying to get in where they fit in and they don't want to mess nothing up. Like, I want to be direct and know what's up. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to be misconstrued what we got going on. I don't want, I don't want you to think. That me and you got a, a hell of a future, and that's not even that's not even on my thought process. Okay, okay, okay. Question: 
listening to another podcast, which I do very regularly, this guy said, this female and this guy, they're together now. She said when they found out that they really was feeling each other and they wanted to talk to each other, she told him, she said, I'm going to give you six months to get rid of the females who think they're in a relationship with you, who you may have been, you know, getting cool with the ones you're sleeping with. You got six months to get rid of them and then come back to me and I'll be ready to date you. That's that's kind of a, a twisted ultimatum. How? <laughs> like for real, bro. That's like real, that's like a twisted ultimatum. Like that's not hell no. <laughs> but it, it, it but I mean it's fair cuz honestly, Joe, if you're talking to somebody and you talk it like if you're a multi-dater and you like have a couple of females in your, you know, in your roller decks or in your rotation and then you find one that's like the one that you like, man, I think I can kind of, you know, get it with her. I think we can really rock. You cannot not just looking. like cut everybody off in 24 hours. I can. Yeah. I definitely can. I definitely can, bro. I'll take extremes for somebody. If I'm feeling this person that strong, I'll take extremes. Like ghosting people? I No, not like that. I tell them. I'm, I'm, I'm like... um. I'm painfully honest when they come to that kind of stuff. Like if I'm, um, if I've been dealing with you and it, it was nothing, when I get my my queen, that's a wrap. And when it's established that it is what it is, like not know what what what's known was don't need to be explained or whatever you, whatever it was you said, not that because that don't mean nothing. If if it's if it's like you know where we've been together, we we only talking to each other. That don't mean nothing. That just means I'm comfortable with you. But if I don't pull you to the side and call you my feet, my chick, my girl, my female, it, that ain't it. If I don't introduce you to my family, that ain't it. I mean, because I can tell you, right, I can tell you right now, nobody that I talk to don't know my family unless I've introduced them or they knew them before me and her, more of them start talking. There's a difference. That it's it's gonna be known. That's why I said when a dude say I don't want them asking what we is, or it's it's a girl that they not they don't want to be with. Because if it's a girl I want to be with, I'm gonna be proud to say I'm yours and you mine. Yeah, I just dropped my mic when I said it. Okay, okay. Look, little ash, little ash. <laughs> no, man, no, it's true, like- and I understand that. And I, but it's it's unfortunate that um sometimes guys don't they're not clear, and sometimes guys are dating multiple women and they're giving multiple women the same energy, and I think that too is another part of why you have to break it break up with so many different women because you're not just dating them you're honestly like starting to build something with a bunch of different women so I think in those cases it's not as easy to break away because if you're sleeping with someone and y'all are you're sexually involved with a couple of different women it's not gonna be as easy to break away from that versus oh we've had a couple of dates we went to dinner we caught a movie and you know this other female is just really like getting my energy i'm gonna talk to her most of the time it's because you're being in a relationship you're in four different relationships again folk 
I'm a t- okay. So if I'm if I'm talking to a female, if I'm if I'm with a female, or if it's somebody I'm just cool with, right? I'm not gonna give them. I, I don't want to give them the thought that it's just me and them. Like if it's if somebody texts me, um, out of respect, I won't answer that text. But I'm not gonna hide my phone. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like my phone is. If you see me, like when I was when I was just out, kind of just with chicks, my phone was face up, and I have it on vibrate. But that's just because. You know, at work, I got my phone on vibrate. Everywhere I got my phone on vibrate. So, but my face is, my phone is face up. That's, that's what we need to teach. Let me tell you something. Dudes got being a, a player, being this and that, be, they got it messed up. When you, when you are truly that, you honest. And they know clearly what's going on. You fooling some young lady when you fooling some little girl, you fooling some woman. That's not you. That's not you being no no player, no pimp. Because pimps and players don't lie. Being a pimp or player is me letting, putting it on the table. I'm about this. Me and you, we have good times together. That's it. But we are, we are not a thing. Not really. And so I I, I pledge honesty, bro. I'm going to be honest. Whether, I'm going to be painfully honest. Because, you know, I said this before. When I was going on those dating sites, I had to stop. Because I felt like I was a, a, a dog chasing a car. You know, just the thrill of it. But... I knew it wasn't going nowhere at all. And so I had to stop. I had to delete all those little sites, delete all that stuff that I was on and just deal with. If I feel that like giving that energy to somebody in real life, okay, that's what I'll do. But people got it messed up. People, and you know, people got it messed up. People need to be honest, man. Stop lying to these girls. Being lying and trying to be a player is what getting get people killed in their sleep. And two, we're not young. Exactly. We're not in our twenties. We're not in our thirties. Like we, we thirty dog. You know. Yeah. Oh, but this is that's this is something like when I was in my when I was in my 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 thirties or twenties when I was I had the mind this mindset. Like, you know, and you know, well, you know me, but most people, I don't know why, they say I'm an asshole. I can see it. But that's, but, but that's how that's how I treat everybody, though. But if you my chick, that's a whole nother experience. Yeah, I don't think you give them that side. No, and see, I don't want, because I don't want nobody, let me tell you something, if they feel as though they're being uh, worshipped and cherished by the way I treat them, then, man, they'll lose their mind if I treat them like I treat somebody I'm with. But, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, but I think that too, it just, it's all about being honest, it's all about dating with intention, like, if you want to just, it's people out here who are into the whole, I'm just here to, you know, smash and grab. I'm not really in here for nothing serious, but come in the door with that information. 
so that whoever you're entertaining can make an informed decision of whether or not they want to be a part of that or if they want to go the other way. I think it's very unfortunate. Sometimes people end up doing that to people and then they end up saying that, well, you know, we never really established none. So I thought it was cool. And then they getting cheated on again, hurt. And they never agreed to that. They never understood the full scope of it because that person wasn't honest from the jump. And you know what? That can ruin. They can. And it, it, it's, it's caused, it's caused this unnecessary pain, you know, but sometimes for men, they see something that they want, but they're not mature or ready for that. So they end up handling very, very fragile goods before they're ready and they drop it and break it. Mm. So it's like they this could probably be the woman of your dreams at the right time. But you get her too soon and you mishandle her. Oh, you know what, man? You know how many people you meet that you really should should have met like 10 years later? Yes. Now that I I can testify to that. I've had a situation where um, somebody who I knew and I could I could say in another life, to be honest with you, and seeing them later on and just wish I would have kind of dealt with it differently. Yeah. I mean, there's no hard feelings in it, but I definitely could have dealt with them differently. And I don't know. You kind of regret it. Um, But. Yeah. And the thing too is like when it comes to cheating, I feel like that I always be trying to say sometimes in my head, uh, once a cheater, always a cheater. But I don't even know if that's always true in every case. I don't think it is. Well, we we kind of talked about this we a did. while back, um, and and when we talked about a person who's a cheater or who has that tendency, they just move different, but it's still in them. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a yeah, like it's a person who you know, probably did dope, like a person that do dope or did dope or used to do drugs back in the day, they may have it under wraps, under control, but, but let a sprinkle, let a sprinkle of it get on their mouth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to fall back. So it's just, it's kind of the same thing, but, um, I do think that if a person is, is headstrong about it, they can definitely, it could definitely be a person who's a cheater and not revert back to it. But let me tell you something. You, you rob one bank, you a bank robber. You ain't got to rob another one. You rob one bank, you a bank robber, bro. So you can't shake the cheat, the cheater, the cheater title that quick because it's still in you. And you have to daily choose not to cheat. You have to. And then the thing too, though, let me tell you what's crazy. And I've seen this so many times in relationships. You get the dude cheats. They apologize. They come clean, whatever. Sometimes the other person that was cheated on, they can't forgive. They never trust you the same way they did before. They never never do. And And I mean, a lot of times relationships do survive a cheating episode, but it's not that level of blind trust anymore. It's like nah, I'm trusting with like yeah. the blindfold pulled down and I'm peeking over the top. 
Cause I'm scared that I'm gonna get cheated on again. Is she that the girl at the at the target? Is that your next victim? Like you know what I'm saying? And it be it's very it's very hard for the person who is asking for forgiveness and the person who has to forgive. All right. Cause you see in like in these celebrities and stuff, um, and they they go and they cheat and they say, oh, I'm not gonna do it no more, and then they do it again, and then they come back, and it's like you know. Like what? It, what is missing? And we all be like, man, Beyonce can get cheated on, and this person can get cheated on. Then, you know, what's what is it to them to not cheat on me? I'm just the part, you know, just the everyday person. So it's like, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, and and it don't necessarily have to be you cheating. So I'm gonna tell you a, a situation, and I, and I think I told you this before. I'm gonna say it on live, but I'm not gonna say you know any names or anything. So you know, when I was in a relationship. And, uh, this person, they had just moved in with me and, uh, I had just got like a new computer and you know, when you got Google, everything you have on Google downloads or it did, I don't deal with Google like that no more, you know, since that incident happened, but everything you download, like everything you got on your phone, I used to deal with Samsung's and stuff that downloads to your computer, like, cause you have like a Google, uh, hole. And so the the my ex uh she was in my computer and she was just going through it you know looking at pictures and i don't know whatever she was doing and um it was like a video now in my late 20s early 30s i was getting it in chris and um she came up on a video well i don't think i had to say nothing else but she came up on a video that was in my phone and just so happened, she knew this person, Ooh. right? Um, and, you know, whilst this is going on, me and this person's having a little conversation um, while, you know, she's doing whatever she's doing. And um, we was talking about, you know, because we wasn't full out doing nothing, but we was doing something like it was kind of, uh, well, we was doing, yeah, you know, happy times. And so when she saw that and it said download date, whatever the date was, she took that as it just got in there that day. And so from that point on, she assumed that I was cheating. It was always in the back of her mind that I was cheating and I hadn't done anything because, you know, whatever I did, I did before I met her. Um, you know, after she and I were together, I didn't do nothing else with nobody, but prior to her, yes, I was getting it in. And so, but that just kind of goes back to you saying that when you, when a person get cheated on or they think that they get cheated on, they never get over it. Never get over. You'll never have their full trust. They'll put confidence in you, but they're not gonna they're not gonna trust you no more. And 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 she never trusted me again. And you know, and of course, you know, she had her um her self image and her confidence issues, and so that didn't make it any better. But you know, that's my take on that. But listen, so it's something that I want to talk about. And I know it's off topic, but it's, it was somebody uh, I was watching and they were talking about uh, suicide. 
it was a it was a guy asked, it was a, he was an actor and he was asked about had he ever tried suicide and this and that and he was like he thought about it all the time he said he never did it because you know he got a he got a mom he got a sister as though he's like he don't know how they'll take it so he's never done it he said that he thinks about it all the time and and I don't, know, I don't know why I want to talk about, I don't know why that popped in my head about that suicide thing. Um, and that's, that's really, uh, that's really a, a show and a subject that I want to do. Um, I really want to do that show. And I think it's, I think it's going to, it'll be good for somebody. Somebody needs to hear that show. Um, now who, I don't know, but it, it popped on me that we need to do that show. And so, in the future, we're going to do some type of show on suicide where we kind of give people, um, you know, avenues to take when they have those feelings and, and things like that. Because I know me personally, I've had suicidal thoughts. I've never told anybody directly that I've had suicidal thoughts, but it was a point, you know, before I had gotten sick that I had suicidal thoughts. And it's not it's not like people think. It's more of the idea of death goes across your mind and the realization of, well, if this happens, what effect would this have on, would it be better for your kids? Would it be better for, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you got insurance, would that be better for your kids or, you know, stuff like that. It's something that we really need to discuss because, uh, and that's something I have experience in. I remember uh, my mom was talking about uh they having like a I don't I forget what the what the lesson was about at church but she never she's never had that situation so she didn't know like how to give I mean you know coming up the way we come up all they know is well we need to pray. Yeah. And so that's 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 that was pretty much her only counter to it was that prayer but that's not always the yeah. answer. And I think that mental health is getting a lot of uh, visibility now, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think suicide thoughts, like just being overwhelmed and feeling like an exit is the only way, um, just kind of those things like that. Um, A lot of times people... People feel like they, they they can't find a way out. Yes, and I do believe that, you know, prayers will work. Prayer, being being prayerful is a good thing. But Jesus in therapy does a whole, whole lot. Having that sound, sounding board of a friend or someone who you trust that you can just kind of get those emotions out with. But they come. Um, like you said, you picture just things being a little bit easier for your kids and the struggle being a little bit less and you know, taking a load off of people and not quote unquote being a burden. So I mean, so many people feel like that. And I think that they view suicide as, um, a peaceful exit, you know? Right. And so, you know, the crazy thing about it, you might like a person could be like nervous and scared about it, but it's going to be one day where you're going to have the confidence to do it. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it, it's man, it's I we really gotta talk about, you know, that. I I need to get like some some you know, some official documentation on it. 
but um it's definitely something we need to dive into but and i know that too with that being said like there is like there's better on the other side of those feelings there is success and you know there's so much more on the other side of those feelings it's just getting over those humps and getting over those thoughts or um you know what I do now, I have like affirmations and stuff that I that I look at that helps me. And it's crazy because it'd be the right affirmation for the right moment that comes across and I have it on my phone and I have it on my watch. So, you know, those things like that, just making sure that you speak life into yourself. You know, not you know, we can talk about the spiritual side, but speak positive. Like what you say and what comes out of your mouth sometimes is is how it goes. So speak things positive, speak, speak great, you know, yeah, I'm having a rough day, but you know, I'm good or I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be all right. Like those kind of things, like, you know, I'm, I'm smart. I'm not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like those kind of things, just saying those things mm-hmm. out loud helps. I know it seems so like silly, but you'll be surprised like what just saying something or speaking over yourself can do for you. And even people who are not just churchy, churchy like we are, you hear that when you're talking about yoga and meditation and things like that, they speak affirmations. So it's not just spiritual. It's literally like it helps with your mindfulness. It helps with your brain. So, yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't know why I slipped into that conversation. But it's like so many people that are living with depression daily and they've 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 developed a way to cope with it every day. But I don't know. I think I think sometimes we kind of, you know, because, say, for instance, if you're not depressed, you don't realize that that's a thing. Like, you know, people are depressed every day and, and, and still have mm-hmm. to function. And depression looks different for everybody. You know, depression doesn't have one one look. You know, some people are functioning right. depressed people. They go to work every day. They take care of their households, but they are they're, they're in dark spaces. They're mentally just struggling. But you know, as parents, as professionals, we sometimes got to get dressed and be depressed. You know, and, and right. work a whole shift. You know, help ten hundred people and feel like the lowest of your low. So, you know, sometimes you see people smiling and they are being jovial and things like that. And sometimes they're not okay, you know, but they push past it. You know, and what scares me for both of us is that, you know, we're very, very good friends, very, very good friends for years. But some of our darkest moments, Mm -hmm. we don't experience, we don't, we don't lean to each other. And that's just because, you know, we just want to be okay for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember when right. I found out about when you got sick, I'm visiting and I'm like, they like, I'm like, excuse me, where yet? Hold on, let me get in my car and get there. But when I saw you in that moment, I knew that there was more to the story than what was happening in that moment. You know, and that scared me because as a close friend, sometimes we are so involved in what we're doing that we forget sometimes to to check on our friends especially the ones who are normally always okay um that's why or 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 or, or perceived as okay. I, had, I did the air quotes but uh, i forgot we had no camera yeah. 
Good, you stupid. Okay, so, but no, seriously. So like now I'll text you guys. Um, I'll, I'll send something positive. I just try to make sure I don't forget because you never know what that just checking on you does for someone. You never know what a phone call can do or calling and having a really funny conversation can do or where they are in that space or in that moment. So I think that that's important. But like I said, we've been friends forever and we both went through some crazy times separately. I mean, we kind of talked about them when we were better, but in those moments, we didn't talk to each other about them. Not that that's a bad thing either way, but sometimes people have people and they still don't reach those people. Because right. they feel like, oh, I'll get but This is just a bad day. And then a bad day turns to a bad week, turns to a bad month, you know? So, but yeah. Yeah, I was, I was depressed for a while. And I think a lot of it is because I felt like I didn't have anyone. And I had a lot, you know, I had a lot of people. But <clears throat> I guess in that mindset, you don't really think of it. Like, I didn't really... uh think of you know i can call mm-hmm. such and such i just i don't know i don't know if i just wanted to just waddle in my in my sadness because i was i was hard i had okay so at that time um you know i had uh the business mm-hmm. the bread business it, it wasn't going like it was supposed to go um the relationship i had with my mother was horrible or at least I felt it was horrible and I didn't feel I can go to her. So, you know, with that business being, I was having problems taking care of my kids. <clears throat> and that's when kind of the suicidal thoughts started to come in, you know, thinking of ways to make sure my kids were straight. Um, and and I'm not, you know, I'm not giving Satan no glory on nothing, but I felt like... Um, I was given the thought that I was by myself and I couldn't talk to nobody. And that if, you know, if God was giving me a way out, I wasn't, I wasn't worthy of it. So I didn't, I never, like I, when that, that stuff was going on, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say one prayer. You know what I'm saying? Like the last thing on my mind was praying for strength. That was the last thing on my mind. My my mindset was, and mind you, this entire time, because that kind of thing can take different tolls. Like it can take a physical toll, it could take a mental toll, it could take a, a spiritual toll. Mine took a, a physical toll. Um, and you know, we have friends who was kind of going through things. They took a mental. You know, it took a mental hit. So it just with mine and, you know, you know, you were kind of fall. And, and, and I had that mindset. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a burden to nobody. So I didn't bring my issues to nobody. I didn't even tell. Like, I made sure my kids were straight. I didn't have to eat a thing. I made sure my kids was OK. And so, you know, at that time, I wasn't keeping them as much as I am now. But and so but it was but still, you know. Um. It's, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a, that's a definitely a one I want to get into, but I don't want to get too personal because then I start kind of thinking back to that but I time. Mean, and reflection sometimes isn't bad because one thing about it and one thing's for sure, when, when, you, when you've been through a depression before and you overcame it, you learned some coping skills, hopefully from the last one. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's it's mm-hmm. good because one thing about it too is that we many many men do not talk about mental illness. Many men do not say, "Hey, I went through a point in my life that I felt the lowest of my lows." You know, um, us women, we go through a postpartum, we go through it in so many different times and levels in our lives. Um, it was crazy because just talking on this subject, I know it's kind of crazy. We don't kind of do to it, but there was this young lady that here recently, she had a baby or two babies or something and she took her life. She kind of posted some warning things on social media and people were like, well, I'm praying for you. I hope you get better. Da, da, da. And then like a couple of days later, the girl had, she had killed herself. And she kind of left this like note of saying like, you know, you know, how, how people treated her and it being overwhelmed as a mother and things like that. And people was like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, I understand. I understand getting to the point where it's too much and you're tired, you know, things like that. So I just feel like when it comes to depression, like, and, 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 and not feeling well or being anxious or whatever your, whatever it is, like people have to not downplay when someone says I'm going through. Um, I actually shared with someone, it was really weird. I was having a thought and I was with someone when it came and I was like, man, I just really don't want to be here no more. And a couple of days after that, it was just like, I couldn't believe I had said it out loud. If that makes any sense. I had gotten comfortable enough this person to say that to them and it blew their mind. But for me, it was like help. Or, you know, I need help. And I'm learning to say that and not feel stupid or not be embarrassed. Um, right. And I'm also learning to not. And, and I think along with all of that comes setting boundaries Two can help with getting to those points. Like of, of where you're overwhelmed or you as parents, especially moms, we try to do it all, be super moms. And, and, and sometimes you just like, you need to just stop and be like, I'm not today. I'm not okay today. Y'all gonna have to eat them chili dogs and them chips <laughs> and, and these juice. And I'm going to go lay down or I just need a day to just chill. Like you have to give yourself permission to have a day where you don't feel that way or to get yourself better. So I think that, right. you know, sometimes we we do too much and we push ourselves and we put too much pressure on ourselves to be something that we're not able to be in that moment. And that's fathers and mothers. True that. So, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I, I really, my heart goes out to anyone who is suffering from mental illness, who's suffering or having those suicidal thoughts more often than they would like, you know, um, and like Joe said, sometimes you just in your mind, you create this space of I have no one or I don't want to bother anybody with this or, you know, I need to get over this. And, and and just to be honest, it's OK to tell someone, you know, everybody can't receive that information. So be careful who you share with. You know what I'm saying? But don't be afraid don't to say it. I'm not having a good day. I'm struggling. Hey, can I talk to you about something and be honest with whoever you're having the conversation with? Because that's going to yeah. help you get past it. To, to verbalize it sometimes helps you get beyond it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it happens to the best of us. It happens at the weirdest times. Um, it can happen after you lose someone, like a loss, like a loss of a job, a loss of a child, you know, a loss of 
a relationship. A lot of things can bring about depression. But you have to just know right. that you can overcome it. It's one day at a time, one minute at a time to get better. Right. Yeah, I just, I think we just needed that little snippet. I don't know why. Like I said, I don't know what urged me to talk about that because no. that was not in my thought process. Um, that was not in my in my thought process to even talk about that. Need to be said. Some of our listeners may need to hear that, especially when they're on the holiday around the holiday season. Um, you know, for me, December twenty fourth is one of the lowest days of December twenty fourth, two thousand is one of the lowest days of my life. You know, um, I lost my father, right. so I struggled December. Um, I, I, you know, right. I work a lot. I kind of bury myself in, you know, getting Christmas gifts and working and all that stuff so that I can be busy. But you know, Christmas Eve comes every year, and it's just like, not in my stomach every year. You know, um, so this is a hard time of year for some people. This is not a joyous time for some people, especially people who have lost. Right. That's a true one. It's a true one. That's definitely a true one. Um, it's kind of hard to go back to <laughs> talking about death. <laughs> talking about oh, I got a question for you. Uh, what are three things you will tell someone regarding the holidays? Um know what you can afford that's one thing um i think a lot of people sometimes overdo it for the thought of christmas not necessarily having anything to do with with your child having nothing to do with but you know some people like to um create posts about all what they got their kids but then right after christmas they can't pay the electric bill right you know what I'm saying? And I see it I see it too much. I see it too much. Let me tell you something. I work in a business of electric. And it's people that I know that don't know that I know that they having problems because they trying to do more than what they can do. And it's just kind of people really need like and it's in life. Know what you can afford. Like it is, you just don't understand how living beyond your means can can handicap you um, from from doing simple stuff that you want to do with your kids and with whatever. Like doing things and living beyond your means, like your means. Like you really need to get it get it together and know what's necessary, man. Kids, you ain't got to buy kids right. the stove, right? Because nine times out of ten, they're going to play with it for a week and they ain't going to play with it no more. So you just kind of, it's just, I don't know, people need to people need to realize what's important and not worry about material things to not necessarily, because a child don't care about no Jordan. They don't. Child, they don't care about that kind of stuff. That'd be us as adults buying our, ourselves stuff so we can show it off, you know, what we're getting our kids, man. Forget all that. Um, so one thing is know what you can afford. Um, next thing, know what is actually. Okay. So 
you know, your kids, they, they go through, at least mine, they go through telling me what they want for Christmas and this and that. But there are things that they ask for that they really want and that they really will utilize to hopefully whatever next year. Um, so really, listen, if you're going to buy gifts for the kids, listen to what they want and not what you want them to have. Yeah. For for that purpose. Now I know you I know in Christmas you do get them things they need like clothes and and this and that. But to be real, you should be buying them clothes all year. So they, so, so I mean if you gonna if you gonna if you gonna you know participate in Christmas, you know the thought of it, you know do do as such. But you know. That child don't want no no uh thing full of clothes. They get clothes. They supposed to get clothes all year round, but you know, whatever. Um, um, and I don't know. Like, at what age do you stop buying presents? Sir. Like, sir, your goddaughter is up? about to be twenty with a whole Christmas list. Oh no, sis gonna have to let that she'll have to chill for me. <laughs> yeah, sis, sis gonna have to chill for me real quick. Uh, yes. So I don't know if they stop. I think that they buy? just start to get a little larger, if that makes any sense. Like it starts to be like one gift. And then like a few little things that you may see that you want them to have. But yeah. Well, see nowadays. My kids are pretty specific. Like, they know exactly what they want now. Like, it's not no, just get them a bunch of random toys and they'll be excited about something new. They want sp- uh, specific things. Like, my, like, uh, Fallon wanted a, uh, like a, uh, what's it called? A, um, like a social media, like a camera for her, like to record social media, mm-hmm. like a camcorder kind of for kids. And uh, and then Gabriel wanted a, a digital camera. Now I got them other stuff, but I made sure to get them what I know they really wanted. But um, was that three things I gave? Listen to what they want. Get them what they get them what they want, and not what you want them to have. Know yep. what you can afford, and make sure that they know what the day really means. Yeah, like. I, let me tell you something. I would never tell my kids that Santa Claus bought them anything. We're not going to do that. Yeah, I don't play that. My, I'm, I'm serious. Nah. Nah. Like, Jocelyn knew it wasn't no Santa Claus when she was she was two. I knew when it wasn't no Santa Claus. My, my mom ain't never uh, try to coerce me talking about no uh, Santa Claus, no fat white man coming in my uh, coming yeah. down the chimney. We're not doing it. We ain't doing it. Nah, mine know what it is. I just, and one thing for me, I always try to do something like, um, my kids and I call it like gotcha gifts. We try to sit, I'm trying to make traditions with my kids, you know, for the holidays and stuff like that, just because, you know, I want to make sure that that's something that we do, you know, some, our thing, you know, during the holiday season, especially with us living in a different city, just in case, you know, we can't get home or like last Christmas we hung out because, you know, with COVID, nobody was traveling. Nobody was celebrating together so me and my kids just kind of ch- chilled and hung out so I just make sure that I make Christmas something for them so they can take on when they have their children they can create memories with their kids I feel like we should create memories 
um, and create traditions within our families so that our kids can have more than just, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of gifts. They can look forward to the gingerbread house or putting the tree up, like things like that, you know, and not just be like, oh, my mom put the tree up, she decorated, and I know she bought all the gifts under the tree. I don't have no Christmas traditions. When they get older, they don't have traditions because you don't start traditions with them. You know, grandmother gone, great-grandma gone, you know, all the people back in the day who had those traditions are gone. You have to start creating new traditions for your family, whatever that looks like. Hot cocoa, opening one present the night before, you know, that kind of stuff, so. True that, true that, true that, true that. Yeah, that's real. Um, let me ask you something too. I'm a, uh, and this is kind of, you know, dealing with our kids and you know, mental, not necessarily mental, but Jocelyn lately has been having like thoughts of the future, meaning her going off to school, you know, going to high school going to college, growing up, getting a driver's license, having to move out and get her own place. And she was freaking out about it. She was, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like I told her, definitely talk to me about it. Um, because her mom can't really handle that kind of conversation. Um, not taking into account that, you know, she's having, cause you know, and, and she was, you know, she was wanting to put Jocelyn like to like, quote unquote, talk to somebody, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but that like all, everybody can't handle it. Like Jocelyn will, will think she's a, first of all, she's a, she's a very intelligent mm-hmm. young lady, but she overthinks. She overthinks drastically. So every every simple action, she she can see she looks at it in separate steps completely, and she overthinks everything. And and I don't know. It's just kind of she kind of freaked out one day thinking about what she. I remember when you know her going to school, and I was telling her, you know, her fifth grade year gonna be the last year she in school with her brothers and sisters, and she broke down. I mean, the school she at now, they'll be together till she like go to high school, but I think Walnut Hill is like junior and elementary and junior high school. You know, she go to sixth grade next year, but she was kind of freaked out, but she just kind of, and she gets super attached to things. Like she had a balloon that she drew a face on and it like deflated and she cried. Like she lost her best friend. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to approach that, but anyway, we, we'll we'll talk about that later. I, I don't. That's kind of that's that was a weird one. That was kind of that kind of threw know, me and off. That's the but, thing, but you know what's so crazy is the oldest. They do that. They take ownership or they take stock in everything. I remember when <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. laughing now, but it's not funny. I promise that wouldn't they wouldn't laugh like that. But I remember when I got an apartment and you know how you get your apartment and you don't have all your furniture yet it's being delivered that kind of thing we got an apartment me Mm -hmm. and Deja and Deja was like maybe seven or maybe seven six or seven she broke down crying and she was like you bought me such and such and now you don't have money for couches we don't have couches and I was like 
I was like, oh my God, baby, that's not your worry. Like, mama gonna take care of the couch. You know, sometimes Deja will, will, will worry about things that was my responsibility or that would take care of itself. But what I will encourage for Jocelyn, if she's like kind of thinking about the future and stuff like that, start kind of tapping into that, Joe. Like in a good way. Well, like, I did. Yeah, yeah, I had I had a conversation with her about it, and I was telling, her, I was like, Jocelyn, think about this. I was your age at one time. Like I, I kind of, I kind of thought through the processes because mm-hmm. at one point I felt that way. Like I was, I was so infatuated with Peter Pan because he didn't have to grow up. Like that was, I was so infatuated with that wanting to stay still in a time where everything was easy. And and the happiest time of my life and growing up was just the worst thing for me. And I was I was totally invested in Peter Pan and I totally wanted to go to Never Never Land. But and I've had a conversation with her about how I remember when I was her age and younger. But eventually when because she's first of all, when she gets older, her mind, her thought process Mm -hmm. will change entirely. And I kinda let her know, don't be so don't be so involved with now and how you feel about it now. Wait till you start experiencing more things. And then you'll, but she's like super clingy, super clingy. I have to tell her all the time, like, don't stop worrying about what people think. And to be honest, you do not need friends. You don't need nobody. No, not like that. I don't mean like that. Like she, she always wants to be friends with people. Everybody her friend. I'm just like I, I grew up in the age of my mama telling me you ain't got no friends. But <laughs> everybody says she comes home. I got a new friend at school. No, you don't. No, you don't. But yeah, that's that's that's, that's oh my god, they are so much alike. But not so much like. But yeah, that's so much like what she. They do. They make friends. Everybody, and then they get devastated when that person does something mean to them, or they don't have the sun. Then I the energy is not being reciprocated. They get well. My baby gets upset. Yeah. And see, you know, now she's in the school where all the teachers like her. So, you know, if teachers like a student, yeah. people don't like them. And, and you know, she has to, that's something she has to deal with. But I don't know, those teachers love Jocelyn. She's a and, I mean, I could see it. You know, But that is a tough thing when you, when teachers like you, because the kids in the school feel like your teacher's pit, or you're going to tell on them, or they can't hang out with you. So it's almost like a level of isolation to be liked by the teacher sometimes. Yeah, but they've been. I mess with Jocelyn. She a fighter. I was gonna say she a Hampton, but I don't want to say they don't care. Don't say that, bro. Oh Please God, don't say my last name on camera, bro. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> this was bro. a good win. I really enjoyed this. I'm just wanted to say that out loud. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Sometimes, and I wanted to address. Um, uh, somebody on your Facebook post, they kind of was speaking about the whole thing about dressing the part or clothes that people have on. I really wanted to dive into that. I really would like her to come on and we can kind of discuss it. It can be a debate, however she want to do it, because I had a pretty good like I could. I, I want to see what she had to say on the post, but she didn't. No, nah, I was I was ready because I, you know. 
this is this is kind of what I want to, you know, when I when I brought that up about wearing a uniform of what you want to be approached as. This is the thing. So unless you're in a an actual costume of what you want to be perceived as, people are going to have opinions. And you should be and you should be okay with that. You don't have to like their opinion, but people are going to have opinions and some of them are not going to be tasteful. And so with that being said, unless you, you know, dress entirely for the part, be ready for it. And so, but I would have, you know, I, I really, like I said, I wish you would have either commented or, you know, or even wanted to come on and we could talk about it that way. But eventually we are going to have a guest. Um, and have a good old good old situation. Uh, we'll discuss that off camera, off video. And so, as I always say at the end of shows, if you have something that you want to discuss, if you have something that um, you want to talk about, or if you want to hurt be heard talking about, you want to hear us talk about, please, you know, hit us up on Facebook. Um, you can either hit me up on, uh, I don't know what my Facebook name is. I think it's Joseph Isaac on my Facebook or, you know, let's wrap a taste, uh, with Joe and Chris. Um, you can, you know, go to that Facebook page and, and write a comment or you can email at let's wrap a taste at gmail.com. Um, or Christina, you know, if I'm pretty sure Christina probably know more people than I do. Uh, so uh, you can get at her and she'll, you know, she can kind of chime in on it. Let us know. And, and, and just let, you know, and if you want to yes, be a guest on the yes, show, let us know. You're welcome. And, you know, it's always good to add, add to the party. Was it three's a party or something like that? Three's or two's proud. a party. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> or whatever they said, but, uh, anyway, uh, did you have, did you want anything no, else to um, say, uh, Christina? No. I didn't. I think I'm excited to do our next recording. I'm thinking of topics in my head right now, so it's super cool. Well, all right then, people. Uh, It is over.